Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And once again, we're joined by... Pippin! Hi, guys. <laughs> or Jane. Or Jane. I don't know. Jane. Jane. <laughs> That's how I say her name in my head. It's really fun. Aww. I like it. Um, <laughs> so this time we're continuing with the Lunar Chronicles. We're doing Caress, I'm all so written excited. by Marissa Meyer. Yes. Lindsay has very graciously done the summary. God bless her. Thank you. My <laughs> it's Thorne. It has to, has to be narrated by yes. her. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, just me sitting here and yelling at him the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I did the summary, you would have just been interjecting the whole time. <laughs> like, okay, you just do it. You do it. Yeah, I think it's you would have to. Yeah. There's no way you wouldn't do it. Number one fangirl after Chris is Lindsay. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> okay, so for our opening question, yes. it is what is or who is your favorite Disney villain since we kind of have another villain? Sybil Mira <laughs> plays like a bigger part in this one. And we actually cast her and she's mm-hmm. like a villainy thing. So we went with like a villainy question. Yeah. So, do you want to go first? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No. Pippin, you want to go first? Sure. Special guest? Go ahead. Oh, so special. <laughs> My favorite is Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. Oh, yes. He's just the I love best him. villain song. It, it is. And like the whole voodoo thing, even though I know. Most times, voodoo is actually good, so it's like kind of portrayed wrong, but also there is a dark side to voodoo. But like, it's so cool. So yeah, he's for my, sure he's my fave, best best song. Excellent. Also, his character design is impeccable. Ooh, also his Disney, um, what are they actor? called? Actor like walk around yeah. the parks, you know, mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Oh my god, it's literally him. I've never seen. He's I've never amazing. seen him. <laughs> Disneyland. Oh, he's amazing. He what? walks um in between like the New Orleans Square mm-hmm. and Haunted Mansion. He'll walk where, like where that little fountain is, that right in front so of the train. He'll walk around like right there, and it's chef's kiss. Okay, yes. um, when I he just walks around like really slow and like really margin. like sassy. <laughs> Must oh, yes. find. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you? I'll go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, mine is Hades from Ooh. Hercules. Guy. Yeah, he's, he's a close literally. <laughs> He's the closest one to not being a villain, I feel like. Because, I mean, he does horrible things. But yes. he's fucking hilarious. He's so funny. He really is. And nobody told me! I don't think he has a song. He doesn't have a villain song. He doesn't. Song. Uh-uh. No. If the we're talking about ones... favorite villain song, it's a different story. But oh, Hades. yes. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, if we're talking about favorite... <laughs> I was gonna, sorry, I was... Brain two part. notes, two, two like things happen at the same time in my brain. One, I was going to say, the only ones that sing in Hercules are the muses. Mm-hmm. Two, if we're talking about favorite oh, Disney right. villain songs, it'd probably be Dr. Facilier for myself. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ugh. Hades. Hades is always my favorite. Right. With any. If Hades is in the mix, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Favorite Greek god. Your father. You know. My father. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite. Oh, this is so hard for me. Because mm. initially, like, the person that always pops in my mind is Scar. Like mm-hmm. I just, I love him. He's such an Sassy epic villain, but he is like surrounded a by douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's probably like song. one of my second favorite villain songs mm-hmm. because you know, but yeah, that probably my answer is Scar. I'm trying because you know, like that that board game villainous. Like yes. Beth and I like bought it and like all the expansion packs, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what villain I kept playing as, and I can't remember. The one time I played, I played Hades. I was like, he's mine. Uh, <laughs> why am I not surprised? Yeah, I don't know who I played. I can't. For the life of me, I cannot remember. 
I think it was Scar. Was it not Scar? No. Because Scar was in a pack that we had to buy. Hold Wait, on. Was it an One original? Moment. The original pack? Yeah, I think so. Because I played uh, the same There was an expansion, time. though, because we had a lot of people. Hold on. Oh. Bilingual King. <laughs> I was playing Dr. Facilier. Oh. That's what I was playing. Yep, that makes right. sense. Yes. So, now that you know everything about our <laughs> Disney villain choices. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, get started. Yeah. Yay, I'm so excited. We're doing Crest. Pass it over. So. Go. <laughs> okay. So, like all the books in this series, we start off with, like, the first page being obviously, like, right into it with Cress. But with Cress, it's a little different. Like, she's the only one that's kind of, like, sprinkled in the first two albums. Albums. Wow. <laughs> the first two <laughs> not, books a little bit. So, I kind of wanted to, like, backtrack and... Let you guys like refresher of where we've seen her before and then we'll jump into her actual story. Sure. So we see sprinkles of Cress in the previous novels. The first one being uh, when she calms Cinder about warning Kai about Lavana trying to kill him. Like when Cinder gets that little like iridescent Luna chip and she finally puts it in a net screen and all of a sudden there's like this blonde haired girl <laughs> who's like freaking out and is just like, Oh my god, hi, help <laughs> And yes. So we see her then and then we don't really see her, but she is mentioned in Scarlet because Cinder's been carrying around that chip mm-hmm. and so she's kinda like it's kinda like in the back of her mind that eventually she will have to contact this girl again. And then at the very end of Scarlet, she's like, All right, first thing to do, we contact this girl, see what she knows, see she's like see if she can help us. So that's kind of like where this book picks up. <laughs> <laughs> little backstory on her. Yes, a little bit of like where we've seen her and like where she is in the story currently. Okay, so a little bit more like about her. Crescent Moon, or Crest as she's called, is a 16-year-old little girl who has been imprisoned in a satellite station for most of her life. Crest was born without the lunar gift, which makes her a shell. Uh, and shell babies are taken away from their parents uh, to be killed, quote-unquote, that's what the population thinks but they are actually secretly kept alive for their blood and it's used in experiments and we don't really know what that is quite yet uh crest proved that she was adept with technology at a young age so queen lavana's head thaumaturge sybil mira locks her in a satellite that orbits earth and there she serves as lavana's programmer hacker oh sorry programmer and hacker spying on earth's head of state so that is kind of crest in a nutshell mm-hmm. so obviously the first one was we're going to cast Cress, like, right now. So, <laughs> a little physical God. description. She has the longest, waviest, most unruly mess of tangled blonde hair imaginable. This is because it has not been cut since she was put in the satellite. Chris has a sweet heart-shaped face and sky-blue galaxy eyes and a sprinkle of freckles across her nose. So, so yes. cute. Who would like to go first? Wholesome bean. She really is. I'll go. Okay. So, I casted Hadley Robinson. Ooh, she is in uh, Moxie. It's on Netflix. Oh, and yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. She's also in Little Women, but she's like in one scene. She's oh, one of the wait, girls that's is? in the dresses. Oh, when, like going up the oh. stairs. She like go yeah at the yeah, yeah, like yeah. staircase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's there. How um, cute. Yeah, she was kind of. I like her. Just came to mind when I was thinking of a blondie. Yes. For sure. But yeah, I recently watched Moxie. And I keep she just kind of fit it. She fit yeah. who I pictured for Chris. And yeah, yes. I like her. Would you like to go, Pip? Yes. Completely different character, but my mind instantly went to Anya Taylor-Joy, or whatever her name is. Is that her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy yes. in Emma. <laughs> like I love her. I just, oh, so good. Queen's Gambit, right? Also yeah, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, she's amazing. Which I have yet to see. Yeah, my parents were both, were like, 
They, I've, they never Isn't see things also- that I don't see, and they're like, you need to see it. We need to talk about it. And they're never that excited about stuff. So, yeah, everything she does is she's amazing. Yeah, right? she's so she's going to get an Oscar. Her. Yeah, she For can sure. do she could be anybody. But yeah, I just. All right. What about Lindsay? Who did you cast? <laughs> I cast Willow Shields from oh The Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's kind of funny because Wait, so the no. picture I sent, I, I put her and Thor next to each other because I wanted to see like what they would look like. And um. They're both from Spinning Out. Oh. Willow is also in Spinning oh. Out. She plays like the younger sister of the main character, and they don't actually have scenes together whatsoever, so it's kind of funny. But mm-hmm. yes, when thinking mm-hmm. of like a girl who's very like, oh, hi, uh, like oh. she was the first one that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. So yes. I approve. I love her. Wait, what's her name? Excellent like choice. Like a rec- <laughs> Willow Shields. You like glitched mm-hmm. out. Uh, she's, she so. plays um, Prim in Hunger Games. Sweet baby Prim. Oh, yes. no, that's how she looks. <laughs> yeah, mine's oh, that was a beautiful reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's probably why she looks a little familiar. I was like, I, I couldn't, couldn't hear her name fully, and then I saw her picture, and I was like, who is she? Yeah, it's Prim. She was just a lot younger then. Yeah, she was like twelve, maybe, or something. Yeah. She was a something baby. Like that. All right, so wonderful guest. I like it. <laughs> All right. So we get a glimpse of Cress's life in the satellite. We meet Little Cress, a computer program personality that she programmed when she was little, <laughs> and plays games and keeps her alerted on certain things like a visit from Sybil Mara. We see an adorable countdown where Cress rushes to clean a bit before Mistress arrives. <laughs> Sybil Mira asks about Cinder and her whereabouts when Cress confesses that she hasn't found her still and takes the blood samples she needs and leaves. Sybil Mira does. She basically does like a routine checkup where she's like, <clears throat> arm, and then she like sticks her a syringe, takes her blood, and then she's on her way. Oh, yes. And so since this is the first time we've seen Sybil, mm-hmm. I figured this is what yes. we'll cast her to. Because we see her in the previous novels as well, but this is the one where she like kind of takes center stage. She's awful. Yeah, she she's is. Um, so a little physical description of her. Sybil is an exceptionally beautiful is exceptionally beautiful with waist-length glossy raven's hair uh, falling down her back and warm honeyed skin accompanied by cold gray eyes her beauty was not an illusion unlike queen lavana's mm-hmm. Ooh. oh <laughs> all right i always imagined her in like a hood like Ooh. a very fancy hood yeah i, I can see that like raven from teen titans yeah essentially <laughs> nice okay did, did i go first last time okay yes. i'll go <laughs> Uh, what's her name? It is Journey Smollett Ooh. from Birds of Prey. Ooh. Yeah. I love her. She just looks like she could play a baddie really she well. Is yeah. For sure. Absolutely. She plays Canary, right? Yes, she's Canary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Birds of Prey. Yeah. And she's beautiful. So It'd be really mm-hmm. cool if they gave her gray contacts. Yeah. Right? Like, great, like, con- contrasting against her skin. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 Pippins. Tilda Swinton, the queen. Oh. That is Tilda Swinton. Ooh. <laughs> yes. She's like the first Excellent. badass lady villain that I've ever remembered. Because, yeah. you know, the OG Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I just, ever since that, I just, uh, she was amazing. And all her, all her Wes <laughs> Anderson movies, just got to put that in there. But yeah, she just is so tall and intimidating, and I'd be terrified to meet her. So, Sybil. For sure. Yes. Lindsay. All right. I chose Mila Kunis. Oh, yes. yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> from, uh, from that 70s show. Yeah. And a from bunch like of other stuff. I'm thinking of her in the, the Jupiter Rising. Oh, um, yeah. That too. 
What, what does that one even call? That's or not Jupiter once. Ascending. Um, I can't remember. But she was kind of villainous Franco? in that yeah. one because she became the Wicked Witch of Can the you... West or East, one of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she could be yeah. a baddie. Right? I think mm-hmm. she could do it really she well. She totally could. And plus, she's definitely one of those people that's, like, known for her beauty, like, in, mm-hmm. like, true IRL. So. Yeah. All right. How dare she be so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> All right, back on the Rampion, Wolf is training Cinder to be able to use her lunar gift more easily while being attacked. We find out that the crew has been planning a way to stop the royal wedding for a week. For a week now, and haven't gotten very far. (laughs) Yes, it's basically just them, like, oh, there is one really cute part. I remember when I was doing this. There's a part where they're, like, practicing, <laughs> and Cinder, like, actually, like, hits Wolf, and he gets so excited about it. He's like, did you see her do it? Like, she hit me. <laughs> Scarlet's like, yeah, but now you're bleeding, so please stay still. I take care of this. But he's just, like, beaming with pride because she's getting better, and I'm just like, oh, wholesome family content. My brain can't take this. I love wholesome family content. <laughs> they were a fast family, too. They really were. Well, if you think about it, they're all, like, lost, yeah. like, little misfits, so when they finally mm-hmm. find people that, like, like them, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you They're all on the kindness. same side. <laughs> okay, so once Sybil leaves Crest, we find out that she knows exactly where the Rampion is and who is on it. We find out that Crest has a huge crust crush <laughs> on Carswell <laughs> Thorn, and she knows everything about his past and has romanticized him into this daring hero. Very, like, Robin Hood-esque. <laughs> Crest has been keeping the Rampion hidden from everyone, answering the question from the last book about how the heck Cinder and Thorn were able to float around space and not be found by anybody. How the heck? Which I thought was cute how she kind of like slid that in because both like Cinder's just like, but I still don't understand how we aren't being found. And Thorne's like, I don't know, maybe your gift's working. She's like, I don't think that's it, but okay. And we find out it was actually Crest the whole time. Yes. Good girl. <sighs> yes. So back on the Rampion, the Rampion is in full found family mode and Cinder and Thorne are bickering siblings and Wolf not blatantly being in love with Scarlet, mm-hmm. but Scarlet is in complete denial. <laughs> and of course, Iko being Iko. A short and cute chapter about them finding out about the Lunars using the old ID chips uh, to hide in plain sight and that Earth is slowly finding the operatives that attacked and are bringing them to justice. Fun shit. <laughs> well, do we? <laughs> oh my God. I love this part. While doing some line dancing, <laughs> Cress gets a decomp from the Rampion, and she quickly accepts, only to be insulted by Thorn oh, because ass. of her hair. Aww. He's like, aces, is that all hair? And she like gets totally freaked out and hides under the desk, and Cinder just looks at him like, do you ever think before you say things? And no. he's like, what? What did I say? Clearly not. He does not. No, of course not. It's After a few moments of conversation, the Rampion decides to come rescue the damsel. So yes, she's like, send coordinates, we're on our way. <laughs> and it's so cute. Now back in New Beijing, our poor baby Kai is making wedding plans and has discovered, thanks to Nancy, that Cinder was most likely in France looking for information on Princess Celine. This gives him a new hope that maybe this wedding and Lavana can be stopped. Um, we get it quick. So yeah, once again, like from here on out, the chapters just jump around like crazy. So I'm sorry if this sounds like it's now we're here. Now we're rid- here. Exactly. Oh, it's, fine. <laughs> it's like the so, that um, one uh, screenshot from Always Sunny, and how it's <laughs> Carly's like got all the all this the red string. Oh, yeah. and he's just like ah. Pretty much. It's, it's just like that, how just this everywhere. whole story goes. So a lot of it's just like one or two lines about this one chapter that I was like, I had to fit that in. Because <laughs> we get a quick little chapter in Africa with Dr. Erlon and find out that the plague has evolved and now can attack lunars. Dun, dun, dun. Yay. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While getting ready to leave, Cress is surprised. So like now she's packing things up because the Rampion's on their way to get her. 
Uh, she's surprised with an unexpected visit from Sybil Mira. She has come to she has come to Crest with a new task of making another recorder for spying on Kai because the other one was found because Kai did a whole sweep in his room, and Sybil comes in and is just like, uh, "The Queen really liked having that recorder, so can you make another one?" <laughs> Um, a screen light pops up with a message from Mechanic, and it says, like, hey, need final coordinates, and Sybil's like, <clears throat> what the heck is that? And Chris tries to tell Sybil that it's a game, but Sybil sees right through it and decides to make a trap for the cyborg and her crew. <sighs> Chaos ensues, <laughs> and the trap results in Scarlet being captured, Wolf being shot, and Thorn and Crest being trapped in the satellite as it falls down towards Earth. During the ambush, Cinder manages to use her lunar gift to mind control on Mira's pilot, Jason Clay, forcing Clay to help her fight off Mira. Afterwards, Clay tells Cinder, because it gets all mumble-jumbly, but basically Jason ends up with her and everybody else scatters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all thrown into a blender and just like shot Literally, in different it's directions. Like someone threw them in a cup, shook it, and then like rolled them out. And yeah. we're like, okay, where do you guys all now end up? Now you're with them and you're with them. Yes. So, Clay tells Cinder that he is faithful to Lunar's one true ruler, and he will help her regain her throne. Cinder is skeptical, but needs all the help she can get. And to her, she's like, wow, he knows that I'm the princess? He's not talking about yes. you. Because <laughs> he literally is just like, I serve my princess? And she's like, oh, cool, me, right? <laughs> the only princess. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Jason was described to... Oh, yeah. We're casting Jason. I'm so excited. We need him. Yes, yes Jason. Me too. So... Jason is described to be equally handsome to other guards with long blonde hair and a serious ice blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Winter describes him with blonde hair and beautiful eyes as the rising sun. Oh no! Mm-hmm. And the rising sun in his smile. <laughs> That's not how everyone else describes <laughs> no, him. No, okay. not at all. But you know, it's Winter. Stoic boy. <laughs> uh, he wore his hair in a low ponytail and was described of having sharp features. In a blog post, Marissa Meyer described him as having white blonde hair and blue gray eyes. Mm-hmm. Too, yes. Excellent. Would you like to go first? Yes, I casted Nick Robinson from Love Simon and Everything Everything. Mildly obsessed. <laughs> the one that know. I told you I almost casted him for. Oh. I fully see. Wait, you it. did? Yeah, when we were it's literally <laughs> in our um my our Love Simon episode. I was I'm like, you know, I almost casted him as Jason, oh. and you were like, oh, that's perfect. And I, I was, was like, like almost, I retained though. it. I stayed, it stayed in my brain. Your brain was like, but look at the picture. That. Look at the picture of him. His hair is longer. Yes, like I, I don't know how tall he is. I literally but... almost picked him, and I think he would have been camera angles. So good job, good job. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> it stayed in my brain. <laughs> I just love how your like subconscious was like, we're bookmarking that, and we'll come back to it. <laughs> I thought you were like at first your reaction. I'm like, I know I won't shut up about Love Simon because no, <laughs> I literally in our I think I'm pretty sure I left it in our Love Simon episode. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when I said it, but I full on was like, you know, I almost casted him as Jason, and you were like, oh, that would have been perfect. Yes. I was like, yeah, but I went with somebody else. So. Well, I'm excited to see your pick, anyways. right? <laughs> All right, Pippin, who'd you pick? Dylan Minnette. Ooh, because I right? he was in Thirteen see Reasons Why. Oh, but he because so I ch- I cast winter first so then i wanted to match somebody with her mm-hmm. who would be who looks oh, like sure. she could do like outwardly grumpy but with a heart of gold that's like oh, how right? i see jason Aww. he just i love him very much oh yes and he's so <laughs> but Aren't he's they just all? i think you gotta be to play jason he reminds me a lot of <laughs> parks and rec 
April Ludgate and Ron Swanson, how they're like super oh. pissy and mean, but when you actually get to know them, they like are the most caring people you will ever know. So that's Jason to me, and I love it. I love it. Aww. So I was, yes. I wanted a good mash to my winter, but you guys will find out later who that is. And also, excellent. Could I be, love it. Could be a good grumpy boy. Right. <laughs> All right. So my pick for Jason is Thomas Elms who is from the Order, I've mentioned him many a times, like I said, wanted him to be my Nikolai, but (laughs) doubt that's going to happen. So yes, he plays a very like stoic person. So I think he'd be really good at being a broody boy because he plays one in the Order and he's, I believe his eyes are already naturally blue. So yeah, he kind of looks like Matt Damon. He does. Baby Matt Matt Damon. Damon. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a baby Matt Damon. Yeah. So yeah, that's my Jason. I cool. like it. All right. Yeah. He'd look excellent in a ponytail. Wouldn't mm. he? Though? As most men would. <laughs> Take note, <laughs> honestly. Please. Take note, sir. All right. Ponytails are. Ponytails are in this year. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. Mm-hmm. But they are. All right. The crew is now separated, with Cinder not knowing if Thorn and Scarlet are dead or alive. With Wolf unconscious and dying from his gunshot wound, Cinder makes the decision to meet Dr. Erlon in Africa to get his help. Oh, uh, Cinder lands in a small desert uh, town of Farafra in North Africa and meets Dr. Erlon. Uh, and the doctor tends to Wolf's wounds. <laughs> it's kind of funny because like she gets off the ship and everyone's like, <gasps> because he's kind of like warned everybody like, hey, if you see a cyborg, bring her to me. So all the kids are like, she's mine! Because <laughs> he's like offered a reward and he's like, let go of her. Like, so let her go. And I then like first. Jason walks out behind him. Yeah. And like Jason walks out behind him and Dr. Erlon's like, um, that's a lunar guard. And then like they carry Wolf and he's like, that is a Wolf like operative. Like, what are you what doing? The fuck is going he's on? Like, it's a long story. With... He just, he needs help, please. He's dying <laughs> and he's guys. my friend. Yes. Yeah. But it's Stay just, him. it's kind of funny because I could just imagine his face being like, I gave you one job. Get out of the jail and come to Africa. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> and well, here he's we such are. an exasperated dad. <laughs> It's like Colin in six in Crooked Kingdom. Jesper's dad, oh, right? Just but like a little more like, who sexy. are you? Because <laughs> like when I was, I kind of like pretty much reread the book while doing the summary. And if I had a dollar for every time it says the doctor harumphs, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like I'd have at least twenty dollars. <laughs> at least twenty. Aww. At least twenty. It was hilarious. But yes, he does. So a lot. Cress and Thorn survive the satellite's crash, landing in the Sahara Desert. But Thorn hits his head during the fall and is now blind. He has to rely on Crest mm-hmm. to direct them through the desert with the meager resources that they scraped together from the satellite. Also, during the crash, Thorn had to cut his way out of Cress's hair, so now she has a bit of a bob. <laughs> it's kind of a mess, because he just kind of, yeah. like, wrapped it around his hand and cut, and so it's just kind of, you know, there now. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. it was kind of cool, because in the original Rapunzel story, when he's climbing the tower to her, he falls or the prince, whatever his name is, he falls into the thorns and he's blinded by it. Yeah. And then his name is Thorn here, and, and he's blind. That's where Thorn comes from. Phoenix is happy with that. My poor baby girl. First, it's poor baby Sky, and now it's poor baby Scarlet. Like my, these two characters get handed like shit cards 
But um, so in this one, yeah. yeah, we get a quick check in with Scarlet, and we find out that she's being mind controlled to fly the pod ship to Luna. She's in a weird state of like not being able. Like she's like, I'm flying. She's like, but where am I flying to? Like who? Where am I? What am I doing? Ew, that's so and creepy. And she's not being it. able to move, but she can kind of like hear snippets of the conversation around here. And she hears, like, oh, the Majesty, so she kind of knows that Savannah. And then she hears, like, the Cyborg and Cinder. And she just, like, it's really sad the way it's written because it's, like, tears start rolling down her cheeks. Cause, but, she like, but she's not able to move. Yeah, but she's just like, oh, this is weird. So, <laughs> my poor baby. <sighs> yes. Well, Chris and Thorne are walking through the desert. The two get to talking, and we find out more about Cress's backstory. She explains how she was raised with the other shell children, but one day, when asked if she can find a boy's parents, she does it easily and catches the attention of Sybil. So from there, she slowly becomes Lavana's spy, and Thorne asks her, how long did it take for you to know that you wanted to save Earth instead of spying on them? She says she's not entirely sure, but after spending years of learning about Earth and watching the dramas and everything, she <laughs> felt more connected to Earthens than she ever did to the people of Luna. Because basically her home country said, since you're not powerful, you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So she was Yay. like, I've always felt closer to Earthens than I have Lunas. What did she think is really sad? Makes sense. And yes. also super sucky. Right? Mm -hmm. So she would thrive in quarantine. Honestly. A thousand. <laughs> she basically <laughs> was in quarantine. She yeah. <laughs> for her entire life, even when she was with the other kids. They were like yeah, seven years. Tubes, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were in the tunnels that have been made into dormitories. Yeah. And then on like the lava tubes. Lava tubes. And then... Um, she spent seven years in the satellite, so it's really sad. And because of the satellite crash, all the lunar's, like, hidden ships have been revealed to Earth, and all the leaders are freaking out, including Kai, because now all of a sudden, just, like, randomly, boom, hundreds of lunar ships are just, oh, yeah. like, surrounding Earth at every corner, and they're just like, um, what is going on? And the lunars are kind of like, oh, shit, um. We did not <laughs> They hold a meeting, <laughs> and Kai is faced with a bunch of angry world leaders wondering what the hell is going on, because they're like, don't you have a thaumaturge there? Like, what is going on? And he's like, I I, I oh look wedding plans gotta go bye <laughs> i love the the world leader meetings in the audiobook just to hear all her accents it's so honestly cool. she's so amazing she's so the narrator talented. for these audiobooks i swear like deserves an oscar just for this series Seriously. alone give her a cameo in the live action <laughs> she's amazing just like it as like yeah. a bunch of different little characters Right. So she can use her oh my beautiful God. accents. Yes. Just like put like heavy prosthetics and have her just come in and <gasps> yes. be like random people. Have her be all the other world leaders. <laughs> oh my God. That would be amazing. So yes, he excuses himself from the meeting to deal with the wedding planning with Priya, I think is how they pronounce her name. Uh, the wedding planner, who I absolutely adore. I <sighs> almost wanted to cast her, but she's literally in, like, two scenes. I wanted so I was to like, cast eh. her, too. But I love her so much because she's just, like, such a mother figure she's... to Kai. Because she's like, you're literally carrying the world on your shoulders. And I totally <laughs> understand, like, how like how much you're actually sacrificing for going on with this. Like, you're marrying her for us. Like, thank you. And he's like, ah, I do what I can. <laughs> also find some happiness. She's the one that actually comes up with the suggestion that they hire escort droids to play a part in the service team. Really so that way they can, because uh, the droids can't be mind controlled, and they have a way to record the entire ceremony and reception afterwards just in case the Lunars try to pull anything. Because Lavana has asked for no video, like it's not being shot live for anybody because the cameras will show how she truly looks and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So she suggests that they get like... Well, she's like, oh, we'll get the best tier, like, escort droids so they look as human as possible, and the Lunars won't even know because they can't pick up their bioelectricity. She's like, it'll be perfect. And he's like, you, 
you are a smart cookie. So <laughs> they go with that plan. They need a few Ravenclaws in this story. Honestly, she's to keep definitely going. one of them. I love her. And just as like a quick like sidebar, if I were to cast her, it would be Nick Jonas's wife. What is her name? <gasps> yes. Yes. Right. Oh, she'd be perfect. I love her, but I can't remember her name, and I feel so See, bad. I was, she like runs. Priyanka Chopra. Yes. yes. Priyanka. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah, it would be her, her name. Totally. Hold on. No, I think she'd I be amazing. Know now. Oh, she's beautiful. Sorry, she we're is. just fully casting her now. There's no going I back. Cast anybody. <laughs> it's, it was just like in my head. I was like, if I would cast her because I really wanted to, I was like, it'd be Priyanka. Meryl Streep. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Because <laughs> she could play anything. I mean, that's true. But I'm pretty sure she's like supposed to be like Middle know. Eastern. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Who are you looking up? Damn it. The who I was thinking of. Okay, I can't find her. But basically, there's this actor, this Indian actor who is. In like a bunch of Bollywood movies, Sean Root Khan and his wife, because they're they do a bunch of um, like production company oh. stuff. And I just I pictured cool. her the whole time because she so she is nice. Indian or she is Meryl Streep. <laughs> no, I know. Anyway, don't don't pick Meryl Streep. No, <laughs> she's Indian. Oh Continue. Okay, <laughs> back in the desert, back in the desert. Cress and Thorn are still walking in the heat. Poor Cress is fooled by a mirage, and she believes that she's found an oasis, and she gets super excited, and she's, like, running towards it, and the entire time, poor Thorn is just like, Cress, wait, Cress, wait, and she, like, leaves him, starts running, and she's like, what? Like, when they actually find out it's mm-hmm. a mirage, and it's so That's sad. so sad. Um, she has a bit of a mental breakdown, but Thorn promises that he'll get them out of this. Um, so back in Farafra, Dr. Erlon finishes up fixing Wolf while him and Cinder get to talking about her plan. She explains that she wants to stop the wedding and try to take down Lavana, like, there. Like, she'll say how much of a fraud she is and get, you know, everyone at the wedding to kind of, like, rebel. And he tells her that Earth is not the place that this needs to be done. That she eventually will have to go to Luna and conduct, like, a revolution there. The doctor also reveals to Cinder that the plague has mutated and now Lunars are susceptible to getting it. Because uh, she kind of, like, makes a remark, like, but I'm immune. And he's like, mm-hmm. eh, not anymore. Still wear your masks, folks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because they mutate. But anyways, he also sneakily drops the fact that not only is this little African town made up of mostly lunars, but that he may have whispered to them that she will one day assassinate Lavana. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, but I mean, it worked. Like, these people will follow you anywhere. And it's just like, oh, oh, great. Yay, so them. much to love up yes. <laughs> Right? Mm. Yes. And he also has a whole dad moment about Jason and lets her know that he's not a big fan of the company that she's been keeping. Amazing. <laughs> and she's like, thanks, but um, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> all right. So he, yeah, I love he how he just landed in her lap. He's like, you are my child now. <laughs> right? It's Aww. so cute. So once again, Kai is dealt a shitty hand of cards. And during the meeting with Amory about... The now-revealed lunar ship surrounding Earth, they get to nowhere because Amory just spins riddles and lies. And he's just like, oh, are you accusing us of things now? He's like, no, I really just want to know what these ships are here for. And he's like, well, they're just here for, like, recreational purposes. And Kai's like, really? Like, all of a sudden? And basically, they're just, like, running around and, like, yeah. Basically, they're just, like, running in circles. And once the thaumaturge leaves, Kai and Torin once again discuss the possibility of Princess Selene being alive and how he believes that Cinder might be very close to finding her. 
once again, someone in this book thinks that Scarlet is the princess. <laughs> because he's like, he went to France. Michelle has a granddaughter. It could be her. And I'm I like, connected the dots. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, why does everyone see Scarlet? And it's just like, Princess Celine. <laughs> no, my friends. No. It just made me laugh. Yeah. Yes. Thorne tries to be the voice of reason for Kai, saying that he knows that he's been going through a lot, and he's putting a lot of faith in a girl that he essentially knows nothing about, that girl being Cinder. And Kai kind of has like a, I mean, I guess you're right, but like, it's Cinder. I love her. (laughs) Right? He's like, but I love her, but I hardly know her. But I love her. But she fixed Nancy. (laughs) Right? But she's like kind of amazing. (sighs) While resting during the night in the desert, Thorne wakes up to find out that Cress has a fever and literally begs her to get up and keep moving because if she stays here, she may never get back up again. While in a state of delirium... (laughs) Cress asks him if he hates her and if he could ever see himself loving her back, to which Thorne tries to wave, like, wave it off, and he's like, look, like, I'm sure I'm the first guy that you've actually met, and you should really, like, he's like, you mm-hmm. shouldn't look to me for all of this. <laughs> that she should really stop talking about stupid things. He then jokes about them being soulmates because she's like, no, I'm being serious. He's like, no, you're right. You know what? We're soulmates. Like, fine. He's like, whatever will make you get up and move. <laughs> like, he'll just say whatever she wants to hear at this point. And she makes a comment about how he's probably told many girls that he loves them. But he responds with, well, yeah, but I would have reconsidered if I would have known that you were going to hold it against me. (laughs) She goes hysterical saying that she's dying. And he tries to talk her out of it by saying that he hasn't showered or brushed his teeth in two days. And he's scruffy. And this isn't a good time for romance. And this is where Thorne makes a promise that he will not let her die without being kissed. (laughs) Which I doubt because I really just want to read this for you guys because it's just freaking hilarious so oh much. man <sighs> yes so he's like chris are you looking at me Mm-hmm. he's like i don't believe you and like finally she says yes and he's looking um and he crouched close to her and felt her face i promise i will not let you die without being kissed i'm dying now no you're not but i will be the judge of when you are dying and when that <laughs> happens i guarantee you will get a kiss worth waiting for but right now you have to get up <laughs> i love it which so much. i absolutely love that moment that was such dramatic flourish with the book <laughs> why thank you okay oh, hey, they make it to the top of the hill like the top of the like he finally gets her to come up and he gets up to the top of the hill where they see a desert addicts which then gets shot by a man who after discovering cress and thorn and believing quote-unquote believing their story about them being a newlywed couple that has been attacked by bandits and left them stranded on their honeymoon he takes them to his camp at the oasis like an actual oasis um so they're greeted by a bunch of traders like he finds like this whole caravan of people who sell like they take stuff from one place and they just go to town to town to town selling all their goods and while sitting by the fire with the band of traders they ask cress and thorn some questions while cress's illness seems to be coming back and before they can get her to a tent she faints she like literally tries to like play the act and tries to give um thorn a kiss on the cheek and as she's getting up she faints <laughs> oh, <baby laughs> i'm just like oh poor baby girl back in for Afra. uh cinder and jason go shopping for some supplies <laughs> that the doctor needs it's here that we meet the shopkeeper who is also Lunar, and she tells Cinder about how excited she is to meet her and how brave she is, which it kind of gives uh, Cinder like a weird feeling because she's like, oh, you're so brave. You're so beautiful. Like, I can't believe that you're in my shop. And Cinder's just it feels very weird for her because all of a sudden people are like actually taking her seriously as a princess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know if I like this. Oh, don't like attention. Quiet right. Gryffindor. Honestly. <laughs> 
Um, so Cinder and Jason get to talking while they're out there, and we find out that Lavana picks her guards based on their looks and how weak-minded they are because she wants them to be able to be puppets, but also like really cute like wall decorations. Mm-hmm. Jason then asks Cinder how she kept her lunarness a secret for so long. While she explains the chip in the back of her head, Jason all of a sudden has piqued interest. He's just like, what? It kept you sane? And you didn't have to use your lunar gift? And she's like, yeah, why are you so interested? Nothing. No reason. I just think of the gif of that pug where it's like turning around all slowly like, what did you like sitting on the recliner and he's just like, and his eyes like get all big. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's, yes, exactly. So we get another sad, quick glimpse at Scarlet finally making it to Luna where she is given a trial date. In the meantime, she will be given to one of the families, which... We find out what that all means a wee bit later. Yay. Back at the camp uh, with the caravan, Cress is feeling a lot better. She joins Thorne on a walk. It's, like, super cute because they come and check on her. I think the girl, the woman's name is Gina, comes and check on her. And she's like, oh, Thorne? She's like, oh, he's out there, like, talking it up. He's talking, like, telling us about your, like, sweet romance. She's like, you lucky girl. So <laughs> and Cress cute. is like, what? <laughs> it's adorable. I love it. Yeah. Um, she goes out and Thorne's like, let's go for a walk and try to get some real alone time on our honeymoon. Wink, wink. And they talk about Thorne kind of has like a plan on how to get back to the crew. Like they're just going to go to whatever town they're at, find Annette's green and hopefully somehow get in touch with Cinder and Jason and them. Also, hopefully find out that most of his crew is still alive and doing well because he's not exactly sure where everybody mm. is. That would be nice. <laughs> Thorne also talks to Chris again about not being the person that she thinks she is or he is. When she brings up the few heroic things from his past, he sits there and shatters her illusion of him one story at a time. Because <laughs> there's, like, one where he raised all this money for, like, this robotic thing. And he's like, actually, I stole a necklace from my mom. And when I got confronted about it, I told her it was for charity to save <laughs> his ass. And it's like, well, you stood up for this one girl. And he's like, well, she was really good at math. So um, I needed her to cheat on this test for me. Basically, just like any heroic thing that she thinks he's done, he sits there and just is like, nope, that was a lie. That was a trick. I was like conning somebody. And she's like, oh. Okay, Flynn Rider. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty damn much. But yeah. They join the camp. They make it to another small town in Africa called Kufra. And Chris is taken back by the city's beauty because like obviously she's never actually seen anything and there's like a bunch of colors and a bunch of people and she's just like oh my god it's so beautiful yeah, and thorn's people. like no i need you to describe things to me like actual <laughs> things to me and she's like oh right 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 i'm blind <laughs> right cute. so gina gets them set up in a hotel room together which is so cute because they literally walk in he's like describe it she's like well there's a bed and he's like oh, a bed in a hotel room and she's like i mean there's only one and he's like well we are married Ah, oh, the yes. best trope ever. There's only one bed. Yeah, <laughs> and I just love how, like, bed. the character literally calls out the trope. She's like, there's only one bed. And he's like, yeah, I know. But don't worry, because yeah. they never fucking use it. But yes, Cress uh, goes and takes a bath as soon as they get in the room. And after being cheeky and complimenting Cress on her singing, like, he totally just walks in the bathroom. And she's like, I'm naked. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but her singing was beautiful. Uh, yada, yada. He, like, washes his face. So and Thorne decides to go downstairs on his own to get information wait, on the town. Excuse me. You missed the part where she, he was, like, it was, like, that I can, like, it's, I can picture it, like, the slow motion taking out the shirt scene. And she's just, like, oh. full blushing. It was adorable. I was just, like, like he can't same see Chris. Reaction. Same. But he can't see it. But she could fully see him just, like, disrobing. And it was adorable. I was just, like, mm. <laughs> Yep. So much tension from one person being blind. My God. Seriously. <laughs> it's rude. Back in 
Farafra, because I put back in Africa, but now everyone's in Africa, so. Uh, <laughs> back in the other part of Cinder Africa. has, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On the other side of the Sahara. Cinder has employed some of the townspeople to help paint over the Rampion's naked lady. <laughs> that no. was painted by Captain Thorne himself. I the media knows what the ship looks it. like, so they hopefully now um, they can like blend in because they only have so much black paint. So they paint over that whole panel on the Rampion, so that way it looks like that whole piece has been replaced, which is more believable than just like the naked lady being painted over. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason also tells her, oh yeah, because there's a cute little banter between the two of them again because the kids like make a little like a mini cinder and she like is like oh he's like you have to erase it she's like well why he's like because i thought like the whole point of it was to be like inconspicuous and hiding and she's like you're no fun (laughs) and she like wipes it off so cute it's so cute but yeah jason also tells her that he is going to teach her how to pilot the ship just in case she needs to because he's like, so when are our, like, flying lessons starting? And she's like, what, you, what are you talking about? You're the pilot. He goes, yeah, but in case you haven't noticed, everyone around you dies, so maybe you should learn how to fly yourself. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Point <probably> taken. Smart. <laughs> it's like being a pilot on this crew is like being the defense against a dark arts teacher. Basically. Honestly, right? Seriously, it just yeah. always happens it's to tense. you guys. Oh, man. But yeah, their conversation is interrupted with news that Wolf is waking up. And Cinder starts running to the room <laughs> just to find a very confused and wondering where Scarlet is. Like, he's just asking a bunch of questions, and he's like, I can't smell her. Where is she? And <laughs> she heartbreakingly has to tell him that uh, she's been taken. And Wolf goes through an array of emotions, starting with extreme sadness to extreme anger. When Cinder mentions the fact that they can still rescue her, he gets so angry that he throws a table, and <laughs> Dr. Erlon comes up behind him and sedates him. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking hilarious because he literally looks at her and he goes if only we had a person who knew how to control emotions and she's like i was getting around to it i had it under control and he's like oh i would love to see you actually having things under control because this was not it (laughs) their interactions are so funny i love it right it's so damn cute i love it so much much like a dad and a daughter interaction honestly just so much sass out of a little little man so just a small old man so cute (laughs) So cute and Back so in Kufra, Crest turned on the net screen in the hotel room and is surprised to see an article about a lunar satellite that has been spotted two, ga- two days ago and how everyone should be on the lookout for a lunar runaway. She gets so freaked out that she runs to find Thorn, only to find him playing at one of the tables with a beautiful woman sitting on his lap, and Crest is devastated. 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 Because <laughs> God forbid we ask questions. We just come up to our own assumptions and then run. Hmm. She bumps into Gina, who tries to calm her down and ask her if she would like to join her for dinner. On the way to the restaurant, she kind of like, you're a lunar, aren't you? Chris is like, uh, yeah. (laughs) And then she asks her, like, well, do you have the lunar gift? And Chris, like, slowly is like, no, like, I'm just a shell. Like, don't worry, I'm harmless. And... When Cress answers yes, the walk to dinner soon turns into a kidnapping, and Cress is thrown in the back of a van. That would be the most terrifying thing ever. Honestly. <sighs> I mean, kidnapping in general. Throw me in the back of anything, and I'll cry. Seriously. I have a feeling, though, I'd be that one person that gets brought back. Because <laughs> you're just like, so what's the one thing you would talk about? <laughs> <laughs> anything? Throws it back. Haiku, probably. Honestly, I'd be like. Just talking about, like, well, you know, this school's actually the best, but this player's actually... And just, like, delve into Haikyuu for, like, three hours, and they'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, Chris, just talk about Thorn nonstop, and Aww. I'll bring you back. 
I bet it's annoying if you're not right. a fan. If you don't know who Thorne is, you're just, you're just like... over somebody? Anyone else? Like, yes, I agree. Right. <laughs> yep. So while playing, Thorne gets into a fight with the man that he won against him because he figures out... Thorne figures out that the guy's been cheating with his escort droid, which was the beautiful woman sitting on his lap. And he, like, calls him out on it pretty much, and he wins everything, and the guy gets pissed about it, so starts a fight. Jamal from the caravan mm-hmm. comes into his rescue, and when they get... Um, when he takes him away, he starts talking to him, and he realizes that Jamal is part of the group that finds lunar shells and sells them. He also finds out that they have taken Cress and that they're on their way to Farafra while running around looking for a way to find her. Or he's like running around, like shouting her name, like, no, 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 this can't be real. She's got to be around here somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, he bumps into the escort droid, and she's like, Master. And he's like, Who, who, who are you? And she's like, well, pretty much the hotel told the guy that he beat, like, either you pay up your debt or you just give up the escort droid. And he was like, fine, I'll give him the escort droid. So now he has an escort droid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The two start their journey to rescue Cress because he basically tells her, find the fastest way to Farafra. And she's like, all right, on it. Oh, which is... I know I have it tabbed, but I don't know which tab. You have, like, a million tabs. I know. I think it's... No, it's not this one this one not surprised it's at the end of a yes so (laughs) because basically it's like right after he's like he finds the escort droid he's like fastest way to farafra let's go she's like okay fine and jamal turns around and he's like you're an idiot to go after her said jamal she's already been sold and the old man isn't gonna pay for her twice you should just cut your losses and move on she's just a lunar shell she isn't worth it if you honestly believe that, said Thorne, showing the stowing the gun again, then you really don't recognize true value when you see it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, shit. Nice. Like, Someone caught some feelings. Just some feelings that he won't admit to anybody, that especially Chris. That makes me Chris. so mad that he doesn't admit that he loves her for, like, ever. Honestly, this poor girl is, like, thrown in a fucking emotional roller coaster because... He says things like that, or, like, we'll say things like, yeah, you're amazing, you're a genius. And she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, but I don't like you and we can never be together because I'm scum of the earth and you're too good for me. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, do you like me or do you not like me? I feel so bad. Ugh, poor Chris. (sighs) All right. So, Kai and Thorin take a trip down to the research labs where they look for Cinder's files and again find out that she has complete immunity to the plague and which is kind of kind of funny because they're both like she was immune and the doctor that they're talking to was like yeah pretty much everyone knows that like where were you (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of sad but yeah Kai also puts together that she was there when the queen's antidote was given and or yeah given to the doctor and puts together that she must have been the one to take the antidote to the quarantines to help her sister peony but when she was too late she gave it to the little boy that was like magically cured because no one's been able to figure out like why Mm -hmm. so he like puts it together and it puts a smile on his face because it shows that cinder didn't take her sister's id chip out of malice but because she must have figured out that they were taking the id chips Mm -hmm. and using them for evil so it puts a smile on his face because he's like, ah, I fucking knew my girl was good. Like, I knew she wasn't terrible uh, like everyone keeps saying. And it's adorable. Uh, but Torin also apologizes that he hasn't always been, like, Cinder's fan throughout this. And he didn't realize that, like, Kai felt so strongly towards her. And Kai makes a comment about he's not even sure if all these feelings are true or not or if it was just all a lunar trick. And Torin reminds him that the lunar gift does have its limitations and he would still, he wouldn't, he would not still be feeling this way if she had tricked him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because he's like, is it is it that obvious that I still have feelings for her? And Torin's like, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. it is. Bless up 
Torin. Contorin. Contorin. Yes. Uh, Kai also starts to think about how his country treats cyborgs and rethinks about the law and how they've been treating them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the cyborg pact or something like that. Basically a law that says like cyborgs <laughs> are scum beneath everybody and that they're treated pretty poorly and he's like that's a shitty role we should think about that and change it and Torin's like you cannot fix every problem in a week can we just do baby steps he's like well we're at least gonna address this now (laughs) and they have like a whole conference about it which Aiko of course (laughs) sees and figures out and she's like Cinder (laughs) and she tells Cinder that they're holding a conference (laughs) in order to talk about the cyborg laws Cinder Cinder's heart skips a beat Mm. (laughs) While talking to Aiko, she has an idea to take the wedding to Luna. Yeah, pretty oh, much yeah. while they're watching the press conference, um, she kind of has, like, the whole, hey, we should take the wedding to Luna. I know how to, like, kind of stall it. And the two of them start talking about that. So the two go looking through the guest list, and they see that Audrey and Pearl have been invited. And they're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Jason comes running in to check on them after hearing the ship scream, which is funny because he literally runs in and goes, why is the ship screaming? What is happening? <laughs> My favorite Jason <laughs> Why is the ship screaming? <laughs> <is the> ship <laughs> screaming? <laughs> she, she's just fangirling. Yeah, Give her a moment. Cinder's it's like, John Jungkook. Don't. <laughs> like, don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. And oh, he reveals, and that's like when he reveals that his princess is actually Winter and he has no clue who Cinder actually is. <laughs> yeah. And Cinder's like, oh, he's like, why? Who did you think I was talking about? She's like, no one. No one. You're right. This is all for Winter. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she totally plays it off as, um, I didn't think you were talking about me. Not at all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yes. Chris is finally brought to the buyer, now in Kufra, so now more people in Kufra. Mm. No, Farafra. Sorry, I'm getting my African cities mixed up. You're doing your best. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so she's brought to the buyer, who we find out is Dr. Erlon, Mm -hmm. and she is super confused and scared, and once Gina and her crew have been paid and left, she attacks the doctor and runs. Because he's trying to be all like, I just want your blood. It's fine. Like, don't worry. I'm Lunar too, which confuses her more. She's like, you're a Lunar who buys Lunars? Like, what are you doing? Like, completely confused. And this poor little old man's just like, let me do my science. (laughs) And as soon as she gets the opportunity, she like bonks him on the head and like runs for it. And when Dr. Airline wakes up, he's left with a mark on his jaw and the news that the shell is in fact his crescent moon because he runs a DNA test on her and it comes back... (laughs) positive for being his daughter you are the father (laughs) dr erland you are the father (laughs) which oh my god did you guys realize um because what is his darnell is like their actual last name and if you mix up the letters it makes erland god damn it oh (laughs) yes someone on the internet pointed that out and i was like you're a genius. I so, didn't yeah. even just to throw that at you. I was Some wondering Tom Riddle and Voldemort shit going Erlon. on. Oh, wait, hold on. Give yeah, me a so second. That's why he's Doctor Erlond. It's Whoa. just Darnell mixed up a bit, right? It's so cute. I love it. Yeah. Like Alucard, just so, Dracula backwards. <laughs> yes. So Chris, a little too scared to run like super far away. Like she's afraid to actually leave the building. She just kind of darts into the first room that she can find. And she notices a male figure, who we know is Wolf, <laughs> is sleeping on the bed. And she quietly turns on the net screen and decoms the hotel back in Kufra. 
Uh, the receptionist informs her that the Mr. Smith that she's looking for, a.k.a. Thorne, has left sometime last night and actually, like, caused a lot of ruckus. And there's actually an investigation happening because some people believe him to be a wanted criminal. And before she can even finish that sentence, Crest, like, immediately hangs up on her and is spooked when an angry, groggy wolf wakes up and starts screaming at her. Poor Jason is just running into rooms terrifying. constantly where there's screaming happening. <laughs> because once again, Jason <laughs> runs into this room <laughs> after hearing the commotion and he's just like, what the fuck is going on? I just and Chris recognizes him. <laughs> right? This poor boy is just like screaming over here, screaming over there. Why is Earth so loud? <laughs> Honestly, oh my this God. poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Chris recognizes him and starts to freak out even more because now she thinks that Sybil has found her and Jason tries to calm Wolf down, pleading with him. He's like, just let me go get Cinder. She will explain everything. And at the mention of her name, both Wolf and Chris are like, Cinder? Mm. Which I thought was hilarious. Mm. And then the doctor comes in to join the party of confusion and tries once again to calm Wolf down by saying, no one here is your enemy. He's like, we are not your enemy. The girl is not your enemy. Like, please just put her down. Like, please. (laughs) Down the hall, a wild thorn appears, screaming his head off for Cress. <laughs> he literally just like, he's running and he's like, Cress! Oh, the kid. And she yells for him to come to the room, and there's a whole bunch of confusion in this room. This is like my favorite fucking scene Me in this book. Because everyone, I just feel like if everyone had a gun, they'd just be pointing it at each other, like, you, who are you? It's like that what, it, there's, there's a whole bunch of confusion. What? Sorry, there's an SNL skit where they're, it's, it's when Jeremy Renner was oh, on, yeah. and they're all just like, and right, they, or like, they, like the part go of Pirates of the Caribbean. They like pick up his daughter from ballet like, class, Sleep. but they're still like, ah. And the other guy's like, or oh, it's like, office. I should go. And then they're, <laughs> sorry. Exactly. It's like, funny. just that. Like, just everyone pointing that. at everyone and just being like, hmm, explain thyself. Um, Thorn can't see anything, so it's kind of funny because <laughs> he's like, Chris, explain. And she's like, there's a lunar guard, there's a lunar operative. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, where mm. are we? <laughs> and so Wolf like recognizes Thorn and he's like, Thorn? Where are we? What is happening? Why are your eyes covered? And Thorne's like, wait, Wolf? And he's like, yes. And he's like, oh, Cress, why didn't you tell me it was Wolf? He had me freaked out there for a second. Like, she's supposed to remember this. Like, she doesn't know who Wolf is, you dingus. Well, she kind of saw him. She does mention that once she, like, gets a good look at him, she kind of remembers that he was in the DCOM like in the background mm-hmm. when they like when she first talked to all of them True. but, but she i mean she's literally like, being like chokehold so right. it's kind of like you're you're allowed to not know who he is and also it was a dark room so it's like mm-hmm. eh, dark it's fine. room and also she saw him for like maybe five minutes and then the desert happened so like exactly right so it's totally fuzzy. like and then she got okay. kidnapped <laughs> she's a little traumatized it's fine if she can't remember quite a bit but yes so it's all like craziness until everyone relaxes and that the realization that everyone in the room is on the same like on the same team it all just sets in and they're like oh okay like we can all relax now put the guns down stop like pointing fingers at everyone it's so funny so Cinder, who is like the entire time I was reading this scene, I was like, where the fuck is Cinder? Like if Cinder mm-hmm. just walked into the room, everything everyone would, would stop, calm down. right? It's like, <laughs> where is she? Everybody. And she is on the rampion still trying to figure out her new plan with Iko when an alert that Thorne has been spotted one town over. She, like, it pops up and she's like, oh my god, Cinder! And Cinder immediately thinks that this must be fake, but either way, like, now they're gonna start patrolling everywhere around here, and since that city is, like, literally the next city over, she's like, we need to start, like, leaving. Like, we can't stay here much longer. Everyone's gonna be snooping around looking for Thorne. Like, we need to head out. So she's like, I'm gonna go back to the hotel. 
and tell the doctor and hopefully Wolf's okay and mm-hmm. everyone's gonna pack up and we're gonna go. And on her way to the hotel, she spots a girl waiting outside. And the girl's like, oh, hey, Lynn Cinder. <laughs> like, my master speaks so highly of you. And she's like, who? She's like, my master, Captain Thorne, he's upstairs waiting for you. And she's like, what? <laughs> and poor thing runs inside. And she's like, Jason, like she said, and he, I love it so much because it literally just says, Jason shrugs, points to the room and says, go look at yourself. Like, go check. Like, I'm not going back in there. Yeah, he's like, hell no. <laughs> like, this I'm poor boy is just so there. fed up. And she's like, she runs in the room. And, <sighs> when I tell you my heart broke at this reunion, like, ugh. It's so sad. But yes, he tells her to go see for herself and Thorne and Cinder have the cutest reunion. Oh, I want to so see if I... I know I tabbed it, but I just... It might take me a while to find but the tab. Which tab? <laughs> because there's a lot of them. Right? Oh, yeah. Captain, I'm in here. They started a nice story. <laughs> I was, there's one part that I tabbed um, because the doctor... Because uh, Thorne's like, doctor, who are you? And he's like, I'm the one that helped like Cinder escape from the prison. And he's like, nice story, except for I'm pretty sure I'm the one who helped yeah, Cinder no, escape he jail. Helped you, sir. You right? And it's like, no, sir, like don't even. Like, boy, that is your father-in-law, <laughs> right? <laughs> True. Take back the sass. Show some oh, respect. Oh yeah. So Cinder like walks in the room and she sees him, and it's so freaking cute because she's like. He was filthy, his clothes are ripped, he's covered in dirt, and his hair is all shaggy, and it had been a day, oh, like it had what, like it was the day that she met him in prison. His face was bruised, stubble was claiming his jawline, and he wore all the things, and he wore, of all things, a red bandana around his eyes, but he was grinning with his arm around a waist of a petite blonde girl, and it was undeniably him. <laughs> so she walks in the room, and she's like, Thorn? He's like, Cinder? She's like, what are you doing here? Like, where have you been? What's going on? Why are you wearing a stupid bandana? <laughs> <laughs> he laughs and he gripping a, his wooden cane he stumbled towards her waving one hand until it landed on her shoulder then he was hugging her suffocating her against his chest i missed you too and she's like you jerk she hissed even as she returned the hug she's like we thought you were dead and he's like oh please it'll take more than a satellite plummeting down to earth to kill me <laughs> so it's so cute cause, brother and sister right i just love how she's like basically crying and he's like i missed you too asshole bring it in <laughs> give me a hug I so, love yeah. this sibling here, you little shit. So yeah, much. <laughs> pretty much. Like, come here, you little piece of shit. I love you. I missed you too. I just love how she's like yelling at him, and he's like, "I missed you too. Come on, bring it no, in." <laughs> so Cinders explains to a still confused wolf that it is it was not a dream, and Scarlet is still missing, and she is taken to Luna, and because he's like, "Oh, I had this weird nightmare," and she's like, "Yeah, bub, that wasn't a nightmare," and kind of has to explain to him all of this. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, so there's a bit of a scuffle and like Wolf literally like pins her up against the wall because she's like, well, they're, they're going to keep her alive. Like, don't worry. Like they're not just going to kill her because she has information and stuff, which pisses him off. Cause he's like, do you think I really want her kept alive? Because they will torture her and they will like fuck with her. He yeah. knows. Yeah, of course he knows. Like if anyone knows, he knows. So he kind of sure. like pins Cinder up against the wall, drops her, runs outside and starts howling. And everyone <laughs> just kind of looks like, uh, what do we do? <laughs> and Cinder tells the rest of the crew to start loading up and get ready to leave. And she's like, I will go get Wolf. As they walk outside the door, they find themselves surrounded by Eastern Commonwealth military. Fun times. Yay. There's a bit of a showdown between Cinder and the Eastern and the Earthens, but the Lunars of Kufra come in to save the day. No, it's the God damn it, the Lunars of Frafra. Sorry, the Lunars of Frafra come and oh, it's so it's so good. It's, it's so good because no there's a line in there where like. She, like, the, it's the woman from the store. She comes in and she's just like, that's our princess. Like, no, we're not going to let you take them. 
And he's like, you're leaving me no choice. And she has, like, the most badass line. And she's like, you have no idea what it's like to have no choice. And it's just like, ooh, it's so good. I love it so much. But yes. Um, So all together, as a badass team, all the people, all the lunars of the town, they forced the Earthens to have a gun pointed to the person next to them, which meant that all of them eventually had a gun pointed at their own heads. So they're just, like, freaking out. And out of frustration, the leader of the military lets Cinder and the crew pass. Ooh, it's really good. good. But it's also really sad because Wolf, like, goes into depression mode and... Cinder's like, you leave me no choice, and she kind of, like, takes control of him, and as they're walking out, um, because she tries to take control of him and one of the guards, and she's still kind of figuring it all out, so it becomes too much for her, and she screams out in pain, but Wolf catches her, Uh and as he, like, helps her, like, limp back into the ship, um, he's like, she was right, like, like, it kind of sucks, like, when your body's taken control over and you have, like, no... Like, when your body's mm-hmm. no longer yours to control, it's, a, like, a weird feeling. And she was like, I'm sorry, Thorin, like, I, you gave me no choice. And he's like, I understand, but, like, no one should have that amount of power. And it's like, ooh, you right. Right, because didn't she one. take control of him and then he got, like, really pissed at her for doing that? No. Like, I thought it was, like, he, she felt like him being super angry at her, like, in the middle of it. No, she even mentions, oh. um... No, she mentions that when she does take control of him, it's usually like kind of like a like a fiery, like a like a popping sensation, like his bioelectricity. But when uh-huh. she takes over him that time, he's like a shell, like he's pretty much dead, like a corpse, because uh-huh. it's like he's literally just gone into depression mode after fight, like realizing again that Scarlet is not here with them and is probably being right. tortured in Luna. So yeah, okay. He does get, like, a little ticked, but not, like, super pissed. Because that, like, literally, once she lets go, he still catches her and, like, helps her back onto the ship. And he's like, no, I totally understand why you had to do it. It still sucks. Oh, okay. And she's cool. like, you right, you right. <laughs> so, yeah. Back on Luna, Scarlet is questioned by Sybil and Lavana. She throws sass the entire time, which doesn't help her in any way, but bless her for it. <laughs> and in the end of... <laughs> And then, oh, yeah. And in the end of it, a sweet, soft voice tries to save her, asking, like, if she can keep her. And Lavana agrees, but not before making Scarlet cut off her own fingers. And I'm pretty sure it's, like, her pinky finger. Pinky. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, super crazy, too, because I think Sybil, like, has her with a hatchet over her mm-hmm. hand. And they're, like, asking her a bunch of questions, like, threatening. And Scarlet, like, does not give a shit. And she's, like, whatever. And then um, the sweet, soft voice, who we find out later, like, we as readers know it's winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scarlet has no idea. Winter kind of, like, stands up for her, and it, so it kind of, like, Scarlet kind of, like, relaxes. Like, it's no longer a threat because they're talking. And Lavana's like, yeah, well, <laughs> like, we can't, like, let the her go without being punished. And she's like, Sybil. And without, like, before she can even think about it, like, she just cha- chops off her own finger. Oh. So it's, like, yep. it's even worse because she didn't see it coming. Because oh, yeah. she kind of relaxed, and then it's just like, cha-cha. At least it was a quick, clean cut. Yeah. Right, like a sawing or something. Like yeah, not like a dull blade saw. That's okay. Situation. So gross. Ouch. But yeah. So now everyone's back on the rampion, um, back in space. Almost. Uh, Doctor Erlon explains to Thorn that his eyes are fixable. He just doesn't have the equipment on the rampion to do it. And their conversation is interrupted by a screaming Iko, who is in love with her new escort droid body. (laughs) And Cress is a bit annoyed (laughs) about Iko being all over Thorn, and it's adorable. Because it's so, she literally comes in, she's like, Captain! And, like, smothers oh, yeah. her, like, smothers Thorn and kisses. And Cress mm-hmm. is like, Aiko, you gotta let him breathe. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, right, right, right. And then she's like, oh, she, it's so cute. Because she's like, look at me. I mean, 
She's like, you're just gonna have to take my word that I'm like gorgeous. <laughs> it's adorable. So I yeah. So, so now we get to finally cast Aiko. Yeah, I'm so excited. One of the most amazing characters in the series. Honestly. So a little thing about Aiko's android heart. body. Um, she has dark brown skin and different shades of blue in her braided hair. Uh, adding on to her appearance as. Marissa describes it. It is hard to write in a firm description of Aiko because she is an ever-evolving character. But this a- this escort droid has dark skin with blue braids. Mm-hmm. So, yee. Would you like to go first? Ooh. Yes. Bridget. <laughs> so, on the Hunger Games bandwagon, Amanda Stenberg. How she funny. also, the picture I found of her, she has blue braids. Oh, I oh my God, that's thought perfect. about yeah. this. For, I thought about oh, her sure. for either Iko or Winter. Same. Mm-hmm. I almost put her as Winter. She's also in The Hate You Give, Everything Everything, yeah. with Nick Robinson. I was going to say with Jason. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Man, it. She's amazing. Right? Pip? Mm. So, I realized she's technically supposed to be a teenager, but even when I was reading it the first time through, I fully pictured Janelle Monae. Oh, because I, I love her because I, I when her song Tightrope, like in 2010 or whatever, that's how I like f- found out about her. And uh, mm-hmm. she is very petite. Yeah, so she she's super tiny and, and adorable. And I, I mean, love her. And she's such a good actor. She was I think her first big movie was Hidden Figures. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's very talented. And it just she feels like I go to me. I know she's, like, way too old, but I didn't realize that when I was reading it and or casting it, so. But um, Bridget's pick was who I was, that she was my second, so. Nice. She's closer in age. But yes, Janelle Monáe. So, I picked Storm Reed, who um, is in the Disney movie A Wrinkle in Time. And she is oh. also currently in Euphoria. And she plays Zendaya's little sister. Hey. Yes. I love it. When she I, also like, has blue braids. Oh, I did that. Oh, I was like, I think you did that. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I know. I, <laughs> I did it, that in like. Yeah, in I can see on her scalp it's cool. definitely like added, but I love it. Right? See? Yeah. Yeah. So that's who I chose. When like thinking about Aiko, a very like bubbly personality, uh-huh. and she's the first person I thought of because she can easily play that. Um, she is the youngest actress I chose in like this whole mm-hmm. shebang, but I think she could definitely pull it off. Mm-hmm. And Aiko to me seems like someone who would be like a little bit on the younger side and a little bit of like not naive, but just being a little bit more like meep. Yeah, yeah well, so, yeah. I was, I think I was like on the wiki or something, but it says she's technically like quote unquote age wise a teenager. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, because that's who she kind of like grew up with. <laughs> yeah. Her personality is the most teenage the most of everybody, teenage. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. More than most teenagers. Yeah, that's why, like, with Storm being, like, a little bit on the younger side, I think it kind of fits. Because yeah. Aiko, to me, is, like, the youngest action-wise, like, personality-wise. Yeah. She's definitely the most, like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes. So, Cinder calls the group together to explain her new plan about how they need to take their evolution to Luna, and she thinks she knows a way and how to do it, and it starts with kidnapping Kai. (laughs) (laughs) They have four days to make this work, and Jason also points out to Cinder that if they succeed, then the ceasefire that Lavana has will, like, totally be terminated, and Lavana will attack, and Cinder's like, yes, I know, like, if this plan works, I will be starting a war. But she fully is, like, takes... Takes full responsibility. My poor baby. So, yes. 
Just let me kidnap my boyfriend. Honestly. Oh my God. <laughs> let me stop him from marrying someone. <laughs> but yes. So, D-Day. The wedding. Here's everyone's jobs. Just because it's kind of like a lengthy part, just to shorten it, I'm mm-hmm. just... Everyone's jobs. Okay, so step one, Cinder and Jason go to Audrey and to get the invitation. So she's like kind of lunar gifts herself into looking like one of the um, palace people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hi, so we actually have this weird mix up with your invitations and I need them. And she's like, okay. So she switches them out for what are napkins you find out <laughs> later. And she gets like the actual um, envelopes with the actual uh, invitations. Uh, that is also the moment where Cinder sees, like, Peony's urn up on the mantle, and they kind of have, like, that emotional uh-huh. scene. And Cinder also kind of um, <laughs> kind of gets a little snarky with Audrey and right. like, kind of, like, yells at her a little bit for being a bad, like, caregiver to Cinder, oh. which is, ooh, the entire time I was like, Cinder, stop. Cinder, stop. Like, just keep going. <laughs> like, you have a right. plan. Yeah, like, but, yeah, stop but I totally understand like, where she's coming but from. But for, like her whole experience but for like personal like, reasons like yeah you personal <laughs> uh vendetta you go girl but also please <laughs> don't get caught exactly so yes uh step two is Iko must sneak into a truck as one of the server droids that we'll be using for the wedding <laughs> step three <laughs> don't be suspicious don't be suspicious <laughs> after don't. giving the invitations to crest to kind of manipulate a little bit jason will drop off cinder uh, where she will meet Thorne and Dr. Erlon at one of the safe houses outside of the city and walked to the palace using the escape tunnels. Uh, step four. Crescent, mm-hmm. <laughs> Crescent Wolf, after um, kind of manipulating, there's like a little chip in the invitation, and I think it's so cute because Cress is like, it was child's play, like changing it to Audrey and Pearl into the, um, who do they pretend to be? They pretend to be the, uh, oh, Parliament representative that had turned on the invitation to the royal wedding. Ha, huh, look, I, read it. I wrote it down. What? <laughs> Yes. Once inside, the two are supposed to make their way to the security center. So, once inside the palace from the tunnels, Cinder will then split up with Aiko. She and Aiko will go to find Kai, while Dr. Airline and Thorne go to the medical bay to get the stuff needed to fix Thorne's eyes and to set off the Lemosis Letamosis <laughs> outbreak alarm to kind of, like, create distraction. On the way, Ooh. Dr. Airline... <laughs> Turns to Thorn, or no, who to Thorn seems like he's losing his mind a little bit because he keeps talking about mm-hmm. daughters and crescent moons and things that he like has done in the past that he regrets. And he's like, "Are, are you okay, sir?" No. Um, I mean, yeah, but, not, no. <laughs> right? But Doctor Erlon puts together that the lunars have been using shell blood to make the antidote for letamosis. So he kind of like has this epiphany moment, and Thorn's just like, "This is great and all, but um, <clears throat> TikTok, sir." Uh, Dr. Erlon and Thorne, like, successfully get there, successfully make the little eye droplets, and then um, Thorne's like, hey, don't forget to, and he's like, yeah, 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 I know, and they actually set off the alarm, which Cress and Wolf use the alarm as their cue to head the security center. They run into a bit of a trouble, but nothing Wolf can't punch his way out of. <laughs> Cinder and Iko make their way to Kai, taking down a droid and poor Priya on the way in. And Cinder and Kai have a bit of a lover's quarrel, and she reluctantly shoots him with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> After removing his ID chip, Torin tells her that there is actually two. So Torin kind of has, like, this little moment of, like, well, I mean, it's better than him marrying Lavana. <laughs> so he makes her promise that he will be safe and that no harm will come to Kai. And he literally tells her, he's like, if any harm comes to him, I will find you and I will kill you myself. <laughs> I and I was like, Torin calm down, so Liam Neeson. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I will it. find you and I will kill you. <laughs> Yeah, so pretty good. much. Aww. So Crest and Thorn, who successfully 
take down all the security measures. She takes up like all the security measures and the backup and even looks for a third backup. Like she is legit. And she's like, ah, taken care of. <laughs> These people will not even see us leaving. So they bump into Cinder and Aiko carrying a knocked out Kai. And it's cute because Wolf's like, I thought I smelled his cologne. <laughs> and it's like, Wolf. I love how he can like recognize Kai from his cologne. It's adorable. It's- yes. Back in the medical bay, mm-hmm. Dr. Erlond finds out that he has litimosis. Panicking, he tests Thorne super quickly, and I love how he does it without even telling him. But it comes out negative, and he tells Thorne that he can't go with him because he's sick, and he has written down instructions for the eye drops, and also put some very inf- important information for Kai and the world leaders in the port screen. And he tells him to give both of them to Crest because she's the only one functional to take like help him with that. Because he can't do it on his own, obviously. <laughs> Big man baby. Um, on their way to meet up with the doctor and Thorn, Cinder and Co. run into a few guards. She threatens Kai's life and uses the guards as like a shield barricade to move through the palace. I think it's really funny because she was like, one more move and your emperor gets it. And it's like, okay, Cinder. <laughs> sure. It's okay, <laughs> yes. When they make it to the labs, Thorn it tries to explain to them that the doctor is not coming with them because he has the plague. The doctor apologizes, but explains that he has now figured out that the Lunars not only have created the antidote by using the shell blood, but also created letimosis to begin with. Mm-hmm. And this plague is no coincidence and is biological warfare. It has been Lavana's plan to weaken Earth the entire time. Like, it's all been a setup. And he then tells Crescent that he is her father <laughs> and that he is so sorry and that he would have, if he would have known that she was still alive, he would have done something to find her. <laughs> Cinder, who is also on the verge of tears at this point... <laughs> tells Chris that the time is running out and they need to go and she, like she's like I'm really sorry but like we need to go and Chris can't bring herself to tell her father that she loves him because she doesn't really know him and they leave with just her uh. saying a quick goodbye uh. <laughs> they make their way onto the roof where they are bombarded by Sybil and her men they all assume that Jason sold them out and a fight ensues <clears throat> mm-hmm. Sybil quickly takes over Wolf's body great and uses him to attack Cinder. Uh, she uses her gift to take over the other... Oh, Cinder does. Uses her gift to take over the other six guards and kind of, like, kind of makes them, like, freak out and spaz and all of a sudden rendered, like, useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iko, try- <laughs> Iko tries to stop Wolf by, like, jumping on his back, like, monkey style, and tries to, like, take Amazing. him out that way. <laughs> Wolf easily breaks, like, breaks out of it and freaking, like, kicks Cinder in the face, making her fall to the ground. Instead of trying to take over Wolf's mind, she then feels for Sybil's bioelectricity, and when she finds it, she grabs a hold of Sybil's mind and attacks. Ooh! Freeing Wolf, thank God. (laughs) Thorn Asta describes what's happening, and when he sees that... (laughs) Oh my god. When it seems like everything is going to shit, Thorn finally decides that now is the time that Cress will receive her first kiss. (laughs) Tell me why, when reading this... It gave me the same energy as, like, Will and Elizabeth asking Barboso to oh marry God. them in the middle of a fight. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> like, literally just, like, Same how, like, chaos else. is ensuing. And then he's like, you may kiss. You may kiss. Oh, you know what to do. And they, like, kiss while, like, everything's, like, blowing up I behind them. It. I'm like, this this is that moment. <laughs> but in on a rooftop. Tell me what's happening. Kiss me, <laughs> goddammit. Like, right? Aww. Tell me what's happening. She's like, the guards are getting up, and he's like, things are looking dire. And she's like, yep. He's like, well, I guess now it's time. And she's like, for what? And then, boom, kisses her. Ow. I love the guy it. casted for Thorn is the oh, child that's of right. Elizabeth. <gasps> well, wow. We've come full circle. Brenton Thwaites. Yeah. Ah. Aww. Hey. 
<sighs> so after taking out a few more guards, Thorn and Chris try to wake up Cinder uh, from whatever state she's in, but they can't seem to get her to come back. So Thorn reaches from behind her head and tries to open up her control panel, which immediately snaps her up. And it's so cute because she like grabs his hand. She's like, stop opening my control panel. And he's like, stop going comatose on me. <laughs> he's like, you're not really giving me a choice. <laughs> but yes, it uh, forces her to wake up and release Sybil. Uh, they get their shit together and grab Nico. Nico? Nico. That's a new <laughs> Sorry, one. Sorry, correct. No. What? <laughs> supposed to be. Ico. Ico. But my freaking oh, spell check turned it to Nico. Ico and Kai and get back on the ship and leave before the entire Commonwealth military arrives, which is also a cute moment because Cinder's like groggy and she's like, um, he's like, come on, like, we gotta go. And she's like, Ico. And he's like, all right. And he's like, um... Wolf, can you grab Aiko and then also the Emperor? I'm assuming he's still around here somewhere. <laughs> like The whole reason we came down here. <laughs> right, but I just love how he's like, I'm assuming the Emperor is still around here somewhere. Can you grab him? Let's go. Uh-huh. And it's adorable. But yes, uh, Lavana is then told that her groom has been kidnapped and that he... <laughs> oh, she's also told that the doctor is in quarantine room and down in the labs and her and Amory make their way to the quarantine room where she confronts Dr. Erland and he tells her that he's figured it out all about the lunar secrets and all about the plague. And she's kind of like, well, okay, cool, but you're dying. He's like, I've already passed on the information. Mm-hmm. You will lose. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's kind of when she also notices that the plague is mutating and lunars can now also be affected. And she's kind of like, oh, well, that's interesting. And after him screaming at her that Cinder will win and she will lose, the poor man finally dies. <sighs> <laughs> so thaumaturge jericho shows up informing lavana that cinder and the crew have made it out alive with kai <laughs> and that sybil threw herself off the side of the building and is now dead just that Yay. little fun fact i love it right the whole scene is kind of crazy because yeah. she like she starts like laughing and she's like look at all the pretty birds like Wolf tries to, like, grab her, like, tell me where Scarlet is. And she's like, what pretty birds? And he's like, oh, God. Like, okay, yeah, this that was shot. so creepy. I hated that. But also, right. like, I don't like people dying normally, but she can die and I'm totally fine. Honestly. She right? eated herself. Right. <laughs> so, back on. <laughs> I can see her just, like, jumping sideways for some reason. Just like, ha-ha, oh, God. yay. In my head, I always thought she would be, like, trying to chase a bird and not oh. notice that she's, like, at the side of the wall and just kind of keep going. That does make mm. the most sense. Yeah. Like, I just always assumed she'd be like, oh, look at all the pretty whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, back on the Rampion, Cress and Thorn have a moment where she ensures, where he ensures her that she didn't do anything wrong today. <laughs> That she shouldn't have told the doctor that she loves him if she didn't. Like, he's trying to, like, inform her, like, you shouldn't, like, have felt like you needed to say that. Because, like, she's like, well, I didn't know him, but I feel like I should have said it because he's, like, my father, right? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. If you didn't feel that way, you shouldn't have told him those things. Aww. So, Thorne also confesses to more things about his supposed heroic tales that Chris has in her mind about them. Are in about him in the hopes that it'll put away any flames that Cress may still have for him. They have an adorably awkward moment about the case on the roof, about the kiss on the rooftop, because she was like, "Well, you know, maybe you're right. Like, maybe like, because she kind of tells him like, I've always had a crush on you even before I met you, and I thought we were destined to be together and have like this epic love romance." And he's like, "You know, if it was that bad of a kiss, please just say so." And she's like, "What? No, like, it wasn't. Wait, did you think it was bad?" He's like, "No, I didn't think it was bad." She's like, "Well, good, because I didn't think it was bad either." And he's like, "Cool." So we're still friends, right? Cool. 
cool, cool, cool. Right? Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool Whatever. Cool. It's so ridiculous. Um, back on Luna, we get a glimpse of Scarlet's new life, where she's being caged in the menagerie across the walkway from a white wolf, whose name is Ryu. Mm. Um, which I always thought was interesting, because it's completely spelled different and has a different meaning, but the town that she's from is also called Ryu oh. from France. So. Or it's Ryu, and then, yeah. 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 It's kind of like the same thing. I thought it was interesting. That is very Yes, we officially meet Winter for the first time, but we'll be casting her in her own book. But yes, we officially meet her for the first time, and she gives Scarlet these candies that we later find out help alleviate the pain that Scarlet is in, which I think is really cute that she, like, thinks about that. Mm-hmm. Are they apple-flavored? I think so. I think they're, like, a... Oh. They're supposed to be, like, a an apple delight or something like that, which is, like, mm-hmm. a lunar... Right. A lunar... What's a lunar... Delicacy? Yes. Like, it's a, yeah, it's, like, only on Luna, and it's, like, like a special thing that they make. Like, Turkish delight, but... Yeah. Lunar delight. Yes, but it's apple-flavored. Lunar. And they're her favorites. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. But Kai wakes up on the rampion and goes to find Cinder, which is Aww. so funny because he bumps into, like, Cress and Thorn having their, like, awkward moment, and she's like, oh, your majesty. And he's like, hello, your majesticness. Like, Welcome <laughs> to the rampion. Carswell Thorn at your service. He's like, I know who you are. You yeah, stole my girlfriend out of jail and ran away with her. He's like, don't worry. But then he turns the corner and, like, it explains that wolf is just sitting there shirtless like sewing himself together bandaging and kai is just like rendered speechless and kai is just like oh Rightly my god so. <laughs> but it's like just... because he's a lunar operative and he's mm-hmm. just like taken back by like actually seeing one because he like just yeah. saw all the footage of them attacking everybody but i just <laughs> thought it was so funny because he's just like mesmerized and wolf's just like hey what up emperor cool nice to meet you and he, kai's up, just like uh, 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 why is my girlfriend surrounded by beautiful men what right the fuck? he's like How i don't know if i want to be with cinder or be cinder <laughs> It's like, I'm not entirely straight. (laughs) It's adorable because in that moment, he's just staring at Wolf like, "Uh, mm, Uh, what? And Cress kind of like, hey, would you like me to take you to Cinder? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Right, that thing that I was here for. Cool, Kai. Not you Nice save, buddy. (laughs) It's so adorable because I was like, same, Kai. Same. True. But yes. (laughs) Uh, So... Cinder takes him to find Cinder, and they have a yelling match about how stupid it was for her to kidnap him, and she tries to explain that she has a plan, and they could overrule Ivanya, and she already has a replacement, and he's like, oh, you mean the princess? And, like, starts asking where she is, and he's like, can I meet her? And Cinder is kind of like, hey, um, it's me. (laughs) And he's like, oh. (laughs) Poor poor man right this poor guy because he's like is it that blonde girl no is it was it that redhead scarlet he's she's like no and she's like turns out you know the princess would actually you know be a cyborg and he's like oh still not fucking getting it oh and she's like you're looking at her (laughs) he's kind of like oh it's been you the whole time she's like yeah dr erlon like ran my dna found out that she's my aunt but didn't tell me until i was locked up in a jail which kind of complicated things (laughs) nice to meet you princess aline nice to meet you for the first time emperor kaito you've been looking for me this whole time (laughs) i've been here hello (laughs) right in front of you yeah, it's so Let's sad. get married. And so they kind of have like yes. a little moment, right? Because once that's out of the air, Kai like, kind of relaxes a little bit. And they have a moment where Cinder confines in him telling him that she's scared, that she's going to turn out just like Lavana, and she's scared of being this huge symbol for everybody, and she's not sure that she can live up to it. He assures her that if anyone can do this, it's her, and he'll help her in whatever way he can. They also kiss. It's adorable. He's like, yes. are you using your lunar gift on me right now? And she's like, no. He's like, 
good. Okay, and then good. kisses her. <laughs> yes. Boy. I'm like, huh, you've been taking notes from Thorn. Look at you being so smooth. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so their adorable moment is interrupted by a news feed, which is so sad because mm-hmm. Cinder like kind of pulls away and Kai's like, oh, shit, did I? She's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's not that. She's like, but she finds out that Lavana attacked Farafra, slaughtering everyone in it. Like, all the lunars that helped her, mm-hmm. slaughters all yeah. of it. Cinder begins to have a mini meltdown where Cress pops in and tells him that it gets worse, that Lavana has now declared war on all of Earth. Yay. Kai tells Cinder that it is time for her to tell him about the plan, and she looks at him and goes, You said that Luna needs a revolutionary, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. We're going to Luna, and we're going to start a revolution. And thus concludes Cress. <laughs> Hui! Yes! <laughs> That is the whole goddamn book. God bless. Right? <laughs> My lord. Oh, well, fuck. So <laughs> right? It's just things ensue. But yes. Ah. So, first end of book question. Who's your guys' favorite character just from this book alone? Yeah. Okay. I really don't think I have to answer this because I'm sure we can all say it at the same time. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Thorn. Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, Thorne. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love him. My favorite. I love, yeah, I love Thorne. I also love Jason, how he's just like, just like there, but not, mm-hmm. but just like, I don't want to be a part right. of this, but I have to be because yeah. I'm stuck with these idiots. Like, I he's love the number his one attitude. introvert. <laughs> yeah. But on, right. but definitely Thorne, for sure. Yeah, I think we're in unison here. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I love mm-hmm. how he starts out with yeah. like, oh, she's just a girl and I'm this terrible person. But then towards the end of the book, he's like, wait, no, I love her. And hey, <laughs> maybe I can actually help people. Just so sweet. Character right. development. I love it. It cracks me up because he's so like cocky, full of himself. But then once someone's like, yes, you are everything that you're saying, he's like, wait, what? Like, right. oh. It's like, it worked. It's literally like, yeah, call me Star-Lord. And when someone actually does call him mm-hmm. Star-Lord, he's like, no, I'm not Star-Lord. No, 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 no. So I'm wait, a, no. Huh? I did not expect everyone usually, right? like, yes. disagrees with me. <laughs> What's going on? Hilarious. And right. then does everything in his power to convince her otherwise. Right. Uh, work. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. All right. Uh, what is your guys' favorite part in this book? Um, I have dubbed it the screaming scene <laughs> because you guys were screaming, the characters were screaming. <laughs> so when everyone comes together, pistols are yes. blazing. Oh, that part where like yeah. the reunion, everyone's yeah. like, "Who are you? Who are you?" Yeah, that is Wolf is like part. holding Cress, like, like literally like, has her like in a headlock because he's dog, just like, like one oh. move and she gets it, and mm-hmm. Jason's like. Stop! <laughs> Everyone's screaming. Yeah, and then yes, Thorn shows Jason's up. like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and then Tr- Thorn shows up and Jason's like, I'm going to take that gun because you're blind. And then mm-hmm. also you're Kane, <laughs> so you can't go anywhere. Just, yeah. yes. It's just so chaotic and adorable. Honestly. My uh, favorite scene has to be when Cinder and Thorn reunite. Because oh. my baby. I mean, true. <laughs> that is like... Honestly, it's just... Meh. I just can't. Ultimate bromance. Honestly. Seriously. I love them both so much. Yeah, I just uh, love it because it's just, there's a moment, I'm sure I tapped it, but there's a moment where she was like, 
like I think it's after they paint the rampy and she kind of like takes a step back and she's like oh like the one place I actually thought was home like no longer looks like home and she's like Thorns Rampion and it like it no longer looks like Thorns Rampion either and it like hurts so much reading it because not only does she associate like the Rampion with home but she also associates Thorn with home because it's Thorns Rampion that she looks at as like this is my new home and I'm just like oh god (laughs) the pain the pain Yes, it's so cute. But yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, yes. What's your least favorite part? Uh, did Jane say her favorite part? Is it the screaming scene? It's screaming scene. Oh, I assumed okay. you were... Yeah, I was going to say, I assumed you were... <laughs> oh, fully concurring with that screaming scene. That just yes. made me giggle. I loved it. Uh, ooh, probably Scarlet cutting off her pinky. Right, yeah. I was going to say. It's pretty... This one, yeah. it's any anything with Scarlet. Yeah, any, in this dying. book, anything Oof. Scarlet. Ah! <laughs> not Death. one scene but many decapitation of pinky honestly yeah my god oh Ooh. dr erlon scene is so sad i was like way to pull a fucking barbosa and like damn it. the Seriously. minute she finds out that that's her dad he dies mm-hmm. i'm like stop I, it i don't I, like it yeah, yeah those that's fair those two scenes is that a helicopter firework oh was that a helicopter that's oh, a firework fucking fuck. a Oh, happy uh, Fourth of July, everybody! Yeah, it's Fourth of July <laughs> Yay, while we're recording this. So the sun's not even not even close to being down, though. I don't know what the fuck people are doing, but <clears throat> fucking hell! Yeah, I'm amazed okay. people act, haven't favorite started shooting off. Yeah, least favorite here. part for me definitely um, Dr. Erlon dying. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that one hurt. Anything with Scarlet? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Anything Scarlet in this book just it. sucks. That's end of pain, right? All right, Lots so. Pain. Sorting. Oh, yes, sorting. that's the other oh, right, sorting. part of our podcast. Yes, yes. The whole All right, so first, Chris. Da, 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 Ravenclaw. Yes. Yep. <laughs> no question. 110%. basically space Luna Lovegood. Right? Yeah. Curious, imaginative, genius. Like, yeah. Yep. Can easily, like, be able to handle information, but cannot handle emotion. Oh, sweet baby. (laughs) Finally, we got one. Right? That's in the main squad. And her book is blue. I think it's a sign. It is a sign. Oh, yes. Her, like, main color for her book is blue. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason? Slytherin. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. A thousand percent. (laughs) I I initially thought Gryffindor. Yes. Yeah. But definitely Slytherin. He's a little too, like, he's... for oneself. Like, everything he does is literally for winter, but also, like, mm-hmm. himself and how yeah. he's able to be closer to winter. Yeah. He's only Definitely. soft around winter, which leads... And even then, yes. he's kind of still, like, he tries to be a butthead to winter, but... Because winter will, like, like make googly eyes, and he's like, stop. Like, you stop, n- it. stop it. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, whatever. Uh... But at the same, like, inside, he's just like, oh, my God, she made googly eyes. Like, I get... <laughs> but on the outside, he's just like, knock it off. Yeah. She's like, okay, fine. He's Jason. Yeah. Yes. Jason's Slytherin. He's Jason. Yes, he is. He's Slytherin. <laughs> Ico? Ico. Gryffindor? I was going to say, I would say Gryffindor. She's just super Gryffindor. bubbly, outgoing Gryffindor. Yeah. If she'd not Gryffindor, be... Hufflepuff, but... Yeah. She'd want to be in Cinder's house. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely. Cinder, yeah. Gryffindor. She'd look at the sorting hat and be like. I'm going to be over here. Yeah. Thanks. But she's also very bubbly, outgoing. Yeah. You know. She's yeah. a loud. bubbly Gryffindor. <laughs> she's the opposite spectrum. Yes. Of Gryffindor. That's why they She's in also. Scarlet's little group. Honestly. Yes. And Sybil Mira. Uh, mm, <laughs> I, I want to say, say squid, squid, but... Jinx. No. Slytherin. She, like, literally has, like, Slytherin. powers. Yeah, no. Right? Slytherin. Yeah. If not Slytherin, Ravenclaw... 
Yep. Is it weird but... that I would kind of put her in Gryffindor? Oh. No. Because she thinks what she's doing is, like, brave and... That's true. She does like genuinely, and she's like literally Queen Lavana's like right hand man, and she's just like whatever you want, my queen, I will do for you. Yeah. So like weirdly, I'd want to put her in Gryffindor, Gryffindor but like have baddies. That's fine. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I initially did Ravenclaw. Isn't Peter Pettigrew? What a Gryffindor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's Peter Peter Pettigrew. I would say Ravenclaw, but I don't know. Like she doesn't really have a moment where she's like super smart. Because she kind of, um, isn't she in charge of the the cameras mostly? Isn't that her? Besides Chris? I think she's on the itself. Yeah, she's just kind of like the the person that they tell all the stuff Mm -hmm. that they collect from the cameras. Yeah. Like all the info, they just tell her and then she informs because she's Lavana's head bomb charge. So, I mean. I just saw her as like a super spy. So. Uh, international super spy, super spy. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, even like a like a Ravenclaw or like a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh man. Okay. Wow. What a wild, wild ride. Good wild job, Lindsay. Ride. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. So, our next book will obviously be winter, <gasps> and we've already decided that we're going to be splitting into two parts mm-hmm. because that is a hefty ass book. Yes, and it kind of feels like it's already split into two parts. Like there's obviously like pre-revolution mm-hmm. and then like during slash post-revolution. So yeah, it's definitely we're gonna split that baddie into two, two parts. Separate storylines. In the pages, like even the thickness of the pages, it's like a fucking Bible. Yeah, in comparison really to the is. other books, it's so heavy. like literally. I have both Cress and Winter right here, and they look the same. Like they look the same size, but then when you look at the page count, Cinder only goes up to like four hundred and something, mm-hmm. and Winter goes up to seven hundred and seventy-nine. Damn, um, basically eight hundred. Yeah, basically yeah. like eight hundred pages, but they look the same. I think it's just because the pages were thinner, mm. so they could fit more, so it could Smart. fit in the box set. Yeah. So, yeah. Brian mm. bought it. Do you want me to close it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, or did we fake? What are we currently reading? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know how this goes. We've only been doing it for 20 episodes. Who would have uh, thought? Yeah, I'm still reading... Um, one Last Stop. One Last Stop. I'm, like, right at the end of it. <laughs> Excellent. And Yeet. it hurts, so... Yeah. <laughs> I have been taking a break from reading only like a couple of days. I literally finished winter, like, a couple of days ago. So, I am probably going to start uh, Aristotle... And Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Yes. That's a whole paragraph. (laughs) Right? But I'm Mm -hmm. super excited because the audiobook is narrated by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wait, for real? I'm excited to listen to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to that beautiful man's voice for seven hours. (laughs) I was either going to get the physical book. Honestly. I was was debating between physical book and audiobook, but now that I know that Lin-Manuel Miranda has narrated it, probably can with that. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. I'm excited. Cool, cool, cool. Are you currently reading anything? Um, I'm still in my reading slump, so I thought I'd go back to an old favorite, which is Six of Crows, and I think it's helping. It's been, like, over two years at this point that I haven't been able to read anything, so, but I started Six of Crows. I mean, didn't you just reread, like, Cinder and Scarlet? But audiobook version. I want to, like, physically I mean, that still counts as reading. (laughs) But that's ear reading. I want eye reading. Okay. I like to hold the book in my hands and read it. So I've been, I I recently restarted Six or Crows and it just makes my heart very happy and sad, but Mm -hmm. mostly happy. For sure. Yes. What are we watching? Oh, I'm still watching Outlander. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. It's a lot of seasons. 
I am at the end of Jujutsu Kaisen, the anime. I'm so excited. And I love it so much. Wait, I do not know about this. picked him out for me. She's like, this is your favorite character. Like, you are correct. Yeah, like, literally two episodes in, you meet Megumi, and I was like, hello, Bridget's favorite. I already have a sticker of his face on my I, like, told her about him, and then last night she texted me, and she goes, oof, I love Megumi. And I was like, bitch, I knew it. Told it. So, yeah, I'm right at the end of Jujutsu Kaisen. And sorry, I blew into the mic. (laughs) I was trying to blow like a little cat hair off my cell phone, and I did it right in front of the mic. I'm so sorry. Okay, fun. What about you, Jane? You watching anything? Um, per my aunt and uncle's recommendation, I've started Trailer Park Boys, and it's insane and wonderful. So that's what I'm currently watching. That is it. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Yeah. Hope you listen to the next episode where we finish up. Lunar Chronicles. Mm-hmm. So, yes, goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep watching. Keep reading. <laughs> and keep watching. <laughs> I literally looked at you like, bitch, that's my it. line. <laughs> get it right, get it right. <laughs> keep, keep reading. And keep watching. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>